It's the podcast specifically for the Australian country music industry. Our country. Conversations with prominent Australian country music identities. Recorded and produced in Tamworth, Australia's country music capital at Radio 2TM. And now, the host of our country, 2TM presenter and award-winning singer-songwriter, Sally Ann Witten. Welcome to the next episode of Our Country. I'm Sally Ann Witten and my guest for this episode is one of my earliest influences as a singer, in fact, and I'm so delighted to be able to speak to her. Anne Kirkpatrick, hi Anne. Hi Sally Anne. Oh, this is lovely to have a chat. Oh, it's just lovely to be able to sit and chat to you. I've, you know, I've seen you perform thousands of times and we run into each other occasionally in a quick hello, so this is this <laughs> yeah. is a luxury. <laughs> so good. Uh, Anne, it's, uh, oh, look, I don't know where to start with your career with you. Uh. It's, um, you know, such great musical heritage. You've been around... For such a long time, the, my first female album that I ever had mm-hmm. in my house was Shoot the Moon. Ah, on cassette. Yeah, on cassette. On and cassette. I sang every song back to front and drove my parents nuts <laughs> in the back of the XB Falcon. <laughs> Gosh, Shoot the Moon. That era was a, it was such an exciting time for me because I had my own band, the yeah. Anne Kirkpatrick Band. And Rod co-produced that album. Uh, I did a few albums with him. And it was a very much a band album. Um, and there was a real mixture of songs on that too. In fact, the title track, Shoot the Moon, was pretty different. And um, But yeah, it was a very band-orientated um, album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you pull together? Because I think, for, especially for that time, mm. that was very um, modern sounding um, and very uh, contemporary sounding, which... I reckon yeah. as Slim Dusty's daughter, people may not have expected that from you. They probably didn't, but I'd, I'd very much started to... Um, I'm just trying to think of the track listing on the album now. <laughs> it's a while I back. Sh- I should know. I used to ah. sing it back to front, inside out, <laughs> but, drive my but, parents out. Um, well, Grievous uh, Angels on that tra- on the album, I think, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Um, yeah, that was the whole thing after... Because um, that was 78. Um, yeah, I just... In the early 70s, started listening to all the um, American country rock stuff that was coming out of America. Yeah. So at university, so that's I was listening to all of that. They very much influenced um, the, my choice of material. Yeah. And um, and also there was that bluegrass element very much uh, from the Hamilton County bluegrass band who came out from New Zealand. Yes. They introduced me to a whole lot of bluegrass stuff, yeah. which I r- really got into. So it was a mixture of the bluegrass and then the the country rock stuff like Graham and the burritos and all that. Mm-hmm. So and then all those songwriters like, um, well, you know, John Prine and um, um, oh, what's the other one? I'm trying to think the fellow that wrote Louise. Um, oh, I should Paul Siebel. There you go, Paul Siebel yes. and all of that. Yeah. And so I was listening to all of that. That was a, a huge burgeoning period for me of different music after growing up listening to fairly, fairly traditional stuff. Yeah. Although having said that, and it's a funny thing, in our household, Mum in particular, actually Mum owned the Paul Siebel records. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Mum. Yeah, okay. Um, she owned those. And Dad was in very much into Hank Williams Jr. Ah. And so there's all that going on as yeah. well uh, in amongst all the Australian traditional stuff. So I, I started to listen at home. Then when I got to uni and the, then got into the other stuff, with, and Colin Watson was. I met him there. Yep. Um, and we started playing some folk clubs and um, 
and uh, and I says the Hamlet County Bluegrass Band. That all led to the choice of songs on that very first Shoot the Moon album. Okay, well mm. that's an interesting background. Mm. So was there ever, I mean you grew up on the road with your mum and dad mm-hmm. um, touring around doing country music since you were tiny, mm. was, but was there ever a thought in your mind that you might do something else? Was it always just going to be music? You know what, um, yeah, I've been asked that a lot of times. Uh, my answer is always what happened was I was just, it, our life was so all-encompassing for a kid, being surrounded by the music and the travelling. Mm. And really, I loved the lifestyle. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, Dad encouraged me to sing from the time I was about five years old. And so I, it, it's just like part of our lives. Like Dad used to, rec- we used to do these Christmas tapes. He used to record them on the old ferrograph, <laughs> reel to reel tape. Oh. And he'd send them out sometimes to radio stations or friends. Yeah. And I, I, I remember he got me singing um, Silver Spurs and Davy Crockett and all this sort of stuff. Wow. And and so he he Dad really encouraged me to sing from a very early age. Yeah. So I just. I loved the lifestyle and the music, and I did go to uni. I because um, I was at I was actually at a boarding school in um, in Victoria, and I finished there. Most of my friends went to Melbourne, but um, we didn't have any sort of family friends. And then I actually got a scholarship to go to uni up in Sydney. Okay. So I went up there, and I just study? took it up. Um, I studied at. Macquarie University. I did okay. biological sciences, oh. which but but I only did the three years. All my friends did the extra year and were teaching. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'd finished my three years, and as soon as I got to university, I got into all the music there, and I didn't really think about using the uni thing. And um, <laughs> so I really no, I didn't really think of doing anything else. But you could have been following a scientist, in the footsteps. A country music singing scientist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I never really thought about doing anything else. Just always music. It was always music. Yeah. So, how did being you know being a member of a, a mm. the most famous country music mm. family with you know Joy mm. as your mum, Slim as your mm. dad, was it difficult to for, sort of forge your own path? I mean, obviously, mm. a lot of doors would have been open for you being a member of the family, but yeah. still trying to prove yourself as Aunt Kurt Patrick. Oh, very, very, very hard. And my dad always used to say he understood that. Yeah. And it was difficult because there was an expectation to be Anne Dusty. Of course, yeah. And, um, uh, and, and, and naturally in my 20s, I, you know... Rebelled and wanted to do my own thing. And yeah. To their credit, um, it's funny. I, I was did a song on Troy Cassadaly's show yesterday. A song we recorded on a live album of mine. You ain't going there with the Bob Dylan song. Yeah. And we were talking on stage, and I said, "Well, the funny thing was, when I left university and I went back touring with the Slim Dusty show first off, and I was doing all these sort of songs in in the show, Outback Queensland, and that. And to Mum and Dad's credit, they never said you can't do that on the show, you can't do this. So I was doing quite a mixture. And I'm sure some of the audiences were going, what the heck is that song? You ain't <laughs> That's not nowhere. a Slim Dusty song. What, what, how does that fit here? But to their credit, they let me try all these different things and um, I was pushing the boundaries. And But in amongst that, there was always a tradition, like because Mum taught me all the Carter family stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was always singing the traditional stuff as well. Mm. And... Um, that's a funny story about that too, because 
you know, stuff, you know, all those old traditional songs, Bury Me Beneath the Willow and Old yep. Pal and all that. Yep. You know how they're all, by the third verse someone's dead and gone or <laughs> yep. six foot under or... Yep. Uh, and I remember we were in New Zealand on tour actually and I, my 20s, I'm very vibed up. My first album, I had a few of those songs on there and we were visiting some nursing homes and we'd go out there and I'd stand up oh, there no. and launch into all these <laughs> songs and, you know, by the third verse, you know... Uh, you know, well, there are just three things I wish for my casket, trout and grave when I'm gone. And you look around and look at the nurses and think, not such a good idea. <laughs> Change the set list. <laughs> Change my set list. You know, there's, you know, pl- courses for courses. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, well, that's, it makes for a good story, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so... If you were perhaps mentoring a young up-and-coming singer-songwriter now, yep. Anne, um, someone especially who was dabbling in the um, uh, bush ballad sort of arena, I guess, or mm-hmm. more from traditional Australian style of music, have you got a couple of pointers that you the, might share with them? If they're looking to come up in the traditional yeah, scene, yeah, um, which we really need actually in that traditional scene. We need some yeah. new young um, people in that scene. Yeah. Um, I think um, some advice, obviously. Well, well, first of all, with the songwriting, I think you need to be smart with the songwriting. It's always it's good to explore your own songwriting talents, but be open to picking good songs written by other people too. Absolutely. You yes. don't have to write every song on your album. That's so true. Um, you know, because... Look at, um, and this is not in the traditional scene, but look at someone like Linda Ronstadt. She didn't write. She had a gift for choosing fantastic songs. Yeah. And I think that's a real art. My dad was the same as that too in the traditional scene. He wrote some songs. I mean, mum wrote a lot. But also he could pick a good song mm. and, and put his stamp on it. Yeah. And there's a real art to that. So that's one bit of advice. Yes. Be open to that. The other one is... Um, um, Try and be yourself and and not – I mean, everyone – do you know what? Everyone has influences. You listen, of course, yeah. You listen to – I don't – I mean, I, I think everyone who's a singer or a songwriter, you're going to have some influences coming through. Yeah. But try and um, do your own thing as much as you can and um, write about what you know, yep. you know. And also in the traditional scene, I think – you you need to also have an eye to your presentation, and when I think of my dad, for instance, mm. in the, he was a showman. Yes, as well as being an incredible singer. My my dad doesn't get enough credit for I being agree. an. I He had an amazing range. He could sing. My mum used to push him with some of her songwriting, and she'd write these songs with this incredible range. Oh my gosh, a song called Sundown which um, I recorded and Dad recorded and um, Kevin Bennett sang on Mum's concert here at Tamworth with Lynn and um, Felicity. A- incredible range there. Mum mm. was always doing that, pushing his boundaries. But, yeah, because Dad could sing anything, you know. Yeah. And when yeah. you think of stuff like looking forward, looking back. But, yeah, but then again, he was a showman as well. You've got to think about your show, your present presentation as well. It, it's a lot of things to think about. There is a lot of things. You know. How do you think nowadays, I mean, you've been in the industry for such a long mm. time and you've seen how it's all changed. Mm. Oh, yeah. And do you think um. nowadays 
the expectation of this instant fame with all these TV shows in particular and YouTube and Facebook with, you know, that ability for these young, not just, you know, anybody starting mm. to just mm. put a song out there and it's out there in the ether and mm. there's no, I feel, I feel, you may disagree with me, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there's less emphasis on them doing the work, I call it, you know, doing the treading the boards, mm. getting, earning your points by, you know, learning skills yeah. on the road and doing shows and stuff like that. They're yeah. just... Earning, paying your dues sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, they're skipping some steps. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't know if that's good or um, it, maybe it's just an easier way now. I don't know. It's just very, so very different now. It's so easy to maybe just have your first song up there on YouTube and go viral or something. I know. I know. And is that a good thing or, or not? Or a bad I don't thing. know, yeah. Look, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just such a different world now. Mm. Um, I think if to do that you miss out on a lot of the fun of paying your dues. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to, to play live and work with other musicians and get that feedback and, mm. the, you know, yep. working with a band and um, and maybe doing a few shows in a row, a little run of shows and that. I think you miss out on that if you just yeah. record it in your bedroom and put it out on, on uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I think you miss out on stuff, yeah. And it's hard to catch that up if it goes yeah. famous straight away, you know what I mean? That's right. Then you've got and to how catch have you, up. how have you got to... How, how where do you go from there? Yeah, can you sustain that? Can you, yeah, I agree. I, I tend to agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think in a lot of ways it probably is a lot easier to keep your profile out there because mm. there's things like Facebook and Instagram and all that, and you can keep in people's faces a lot more. Oh. Whereas, you know, twenty years ago, the only way to do that would be to tour. To get out there and tour, I know, and it's so, it's it's hard to tour these days. You can't tour for long periods of time. Mm. It's just so expensive yeah. and it's difficult. Uh, but having said that. Um, you see people out there doing it now. Fanny Lumsden's out there mm. do, do, doing a great job of that. Yep. And uh, more and more people are. You can do it if you're prepared to get in and do the hard work, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I still believe that that's really the best way to connect with your fans. Uh, it sure is. You can't beat it with all of the... If, Facebook, Instagram, your live streams and all that stuff, YouTube, I still think nothing beats going and seeing somebody live. Absolutely. Seeing, playing to a live audience, you can't beat that. Yeah. And they're getting the real deal too. Yeah, absolutely. And that, the whole thing with performing, if um, without all the bells and whistles, even if you're playing with a band, if you can actually just get up and perform a song, sing a song Mm. with a band or on your own or whatever, Without any gimmickry, gimmickry in a way, you know. Yes. I mean, people. I think people appreciate that, and um, and it's very authentic, you know. Yeah, mm. I think so too. Mm. And people, as you say, they do appreciate it and they do know the mm. difference. They do know the difference. Yes. yes. Um, but gosh, things have just changed so much since I started off, and um, um, even just the whole recording thing and the way people promote. But nowadays too, I mean. Uh, um, we went to the college. I took my mum, Joy, to the college uh, the week before Tamworth started. And the things they're learning there now, the business things, mm. the all of this, you know, the industry stuff, they've got to learn there now. And it's so important. You need to know all that. 
It is so um, different. It it's is so yeah. different. I know. It's marketing is marketing. such an important part now. Whereas you you've know, got to factor that into your budgeting for your album and yeah. everything, haven't you? The marketing is yeah. a big part of it. Otherwise, it's not worth the money you well, spend on it. Yeah, that's right. Even going back to the old. I remember you're only as good as you tell people you are. You know, you've got to let people. <laughs> you've got to people let people know you're in town. You've got to let people know you've got an album out. So, I think that's always been the case. You've got to market yourself. You know. Yeah, One, absolutely. It's changed now the way you do it, but yeah. So, what do you think, in your opinion? What's the key? You've had such a long career, and and you've managed to evolve, but still stay true to yourself mm. in all that time. Mm. What What do you think are the main key influences for someone to have such a long standing career like that, and still be successful, and still oh. be not jaded? You know, I still talk to you now, and you're still so passionate, and you love what you do, <laughs> and you speak with so much enthusiasm about it. What's oh. the secret? Do you think is there a secret? Is there a secret? Oh my God, don't. For me, you see, it's been very much my life because my whole family was involved, um, and um, I, th- I don't know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I never th- think I've become super wise as I've got older. I've just sort of found, staggered through and found my way, I suppose. But um, always things that. I've always my project are things that excite me. If yeah. I find something that makes me excited to record, or I hear some new music, or or uh, a songwriter, or some music that inspires me, mm. or I see some live performances, and and um, it's a matter of you know being excited and passionate about what you're doing. I guess. Yeah. And it's connecting. It's connecting with people that you can bounce off to. You know, I'm at this stage now because I haven't re- re- recorded an album f- for many years and um, I've just been got some bits and pieces in my little song stash, you know, and I think yeah. I've got to a certain stage and because I have, haven't done a lot of co-writing. I did a little bit with Bill Chambers, which was great for my anthology. We wrote a couple of songs together. But I'm at the stage thinking, you know, I need some inspiration. I need to bounce off some other people and maybe get together with some other musical people yeah. finish these songs or or just um yeah you get to that you just to get some some, some new, new some new um ideas and just get enthused again you know so what do you think it would take for you to get inspired for a new album is it am i thinking oh, there might be one on the way you've been thinking about it i have been thinking about it yeah i've been thinking about it and i've got some bits and bobs as i say you know you keep your little stash of scraps of paper and bits of bits of ideas and bits of a melody into my phone yes i do that well you because you always have great ideas when you can't so write them down. that's right when you're driving yes. or something you pull over and sing it into your phone yeah that, that technology that's one part so so good yes that's a good one we'll because that, you, yes. you forget them so quickly you know you think I'll remember that, but then you forget. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I was fine too. Coming up to Tamworth, you come away from Tamworth Festival thinking, oh, you know, you see all this stuff and you think, oh, it'd be great to get into it again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll see what happens this year. Well, that's good news. That sounds <laughs> promising. So are there people around and that you see, um, particularly maybe some young up-and-comers that you think, um, oh, that's they're fantastic and Australian country music is in good hands. Do you feel positive about about that, or you, do you feel like we lose? Maybe some of our particularly young up and comers might be losing our identity a little bit. Um, look, I um, 
it's such a broad field now, the country mm. scene, isn't it? Yeah, you know? sure is. And of course, it's melded. So many pe- pe- people go, go across the states and co-write and songwrite over there now. It's become very um, uh, global and international, I suppose. Yeah. And um, um, I'm just. Oh, it's funny. I've gone blank now. I'm trying to think of some some names of people that are there. No, there are there are some artists that are still here keeping it very Australian, I think. I mean, yeah. people like Sarah Storer, yeah. Fanny Lumsden, mm-hmm. um, and that are out there, you know, keeping it pretty Australian. Yeah. And but but still appealing to a, a wide a wide audience, you know. Mm. Um, and so I'm just trying to think of some of the. I haven't had a big chance since Tamworth to get around in here, mother. I've been so jolly busy. Yes, that's the worst thing about Tamworth. Oh, I'd love to <laughs> see some of the new talent around. I don't, are you? Have you? Yeah, what, we've what, got some shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got some shows hanging around. Yes. Give you the list. <laughs> the list. <laughs> Come and do some songs at my show. Oh. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh no, I, and. Um, and I ran into Alison Forbes, of course, and uh, yes, yes, and I've always loved her stuff as well. Yeah, she's a wonderful, uh, great singer. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of great people here, here that are based here in Tamworth. So you people are keeping the oh, keeping yeah, the fire, yeah, keeping keep the it going. flame burning. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I really love. I think the two examples that you use there are excellent too, Sarah Stora and Fanny, mm, for mm. bringing the traditional. Mm. Form sort of to the forefront because mm. I think I feel like for a long time mm. um, it was considered almost daggy to yeah. to, to be doing that traditional country mm. music, mm. but now um, it's not now. It's, it's not now. No. It's mainstream. It's almost alt Americana, which is the new coolest form yes. of country that you can do. And and re- really the the Australianness is com- coming back. Yes, in a lot, and, a lot and of the younger proud of it, and, and we're bringing it to the forefront. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, people like Graham Connors too. You yeah, know, that's writing right, songs too. about the land and about. He always has actually. Yes. Graham has Graham is a great example actually, of um, writing about Australia and, and the stories here. Mm. Very, yeah. he's very Australian actually, Graham. Very much. so. Even though his style is is, is a broader, not a traditional style, but mm. but what he writes about is very. It speaks to Australians. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all yeah. completely Australian landscape. It's Good a beautiful. Him. Yeah, he does. He paints some beautiful pictures, Graham. He does. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that um, with all that in mind, I think, uh, well, I hope you agree that the Australian country music is on it's the up and up. Oh, it's, it's becoming definitely. a little bit more yeah. um, to the forefront. Yeah. I remember Joan Douglas saying to me when I was just starting out, the big problem that all of our young performers are having yes. is that they're almost apologising for being country music singers. Oh. She said, you need to get up there. And be and, proud. Yep. She said, you need to get up there and be proud and say, yes, I am a country music singer and I'm from Tamworth. Yes, exactly. And that's always stuck with me. I thought that's so that's true. A great bit of advice. That's, yeah. And that's so true. Be what you are and proud of it. Get up there and puff up your chest and get out there you know yeah absolutely i know my dad always used to say that there was this you know keith urban yeah uh, dad took him on tour in the 90s keith was terrified about <laughs> sims audience not liking him yeah and he said i think i should change my bracket and dad said no don't bloody change your bracket be proud of who you are get mm. up there and do it and so, <laughs> he got up there and 
great version of Lights on the Hill with the electric guitar and Dad and he doing. And the audience loved him because they could tell he was genuine. Just yeah. got to get up and say, here I am. Yes. It's a, this is what I am. This is what you get. This is where I come from. Yes. And be proud of it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's hard, though, to know who you are sometimes when you're sure, starting out too. when you're starting too. off. Yeah, and to be confident in that. Yeah. Of course it's hard. Yeah, but the only way, and this is what we're talking about, the only way to do that is to do that, those things we were saying, go out and play with your band. And, yes. You know, play this whole cringe about people, mm. you know, you have to be a songwriter and you have to oh, write all your own songs, which is you, great if you do, but the only way I reckon... You don't have to write all your own songs. <laughs> is, yeah, you don't. There's, like you say, Linda Ronsat, Frank Sinatra, yeah. the list goes on. There's sing plenty some of other, people. Sing some other people's songs that are good songs, yeah. Yes, and the only way I, good for you to I think to be a good songwriter mm. is to sing other people's songs and get inside them and what makes them a good yes. song. And, exactly. and do that first. Yeah. Yep. I can't stress that enough, actually, that you don't need to write... All the songs on your album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd probably agree then that it's you'd be better off, you know, if you've got half a dozen mm. songs that are good, solid songs. Yep. And then, you know, bring four other songs in from somebody from else good, or another good, writer. Other good songwriters. Rather yep. than just have an album that's all your yep. own songs. I couldn't stress that enough. That, uh, that's really a, a thing of mine. And, I, and not taking away from the fact that it's good to try your hand at songwriting and yeah. hone your craft but yeah you don't feel the pressure that every song on the album has to be yours because yeah. you want to make the best album you can and with songs that you feel that you can people are going to connect to that you can put authenticity in and sing them with uh, you know with some guts and feeling and, and so they're going to connect with people yeah 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 I think you're right. I think that's the best advice right there. for any Okay, that's my main piece thinking. of advice. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Anchor Patrick's best advice to any artist, really. <laughs> Super. Um, and, look, I could talk to you for days. I've got a thousand <laughs> questions for you. We'll have to do another episode down we'll the We'll do track. another episode. Yeah, that'd be good. Absolutely. Uh, so wrapping up, if there's anything that you could say to someone wanting to, anyone wanting to forge a career in country music, what's oh, your advice? Well, we'll jump in. Yeah. Jump in, um, soak everything up you can, throw yourself in, in there, get up to the Tamworth Festival, um, um, get around and hear as much music as you can, um, country music and other music and, and just throw yourself into it and, and mix with a, a people like-minded people yes. and um, and enjoy yourselves. Great advice. Mm-hmm. I, I might take your advice, Anne. We've still got a couple of days left to the festival. <laughs> I'll try and do all those things. <laughs> Been lovely to have a chat, Sally. Oh, so good. It's so good, Anne. It's lovely to catch up with you. We've got some great tips there and um, some really interesting little tidbits great. about um, how to move forward in the industry if anyone's thinking about taking up a career. <laughs> Anne Kirkpatrick joining me for our episode of Our Country 2TM. and thank you so much. Been a pleasure. Our Country, the Australian country music industry podcast, is a production of Radio 2TM Tamworth. Our host is Sally Ann Witten.